Hi, and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film, and media from an outside perspective. I am your co-host, Larry, and with me today is my brother, Jonathan, and this month we're doing an October Halloween special, and today is our final episode, airing on October 31st. This episode, we're just going to kind of talk about our overall thoughts on just horror, the horror genre in general, and pretty much our experience with the special here. Like I've said before, um, in, in like in the beginning of the special, I was never really into horror films because I never liked how they ended. You know, there was always a way they would end. Uh, very, very tragic. Cheaply, very tragic, very cheap, you know, no redeeming, that sort of thing. Until you get someone like Mike Flanagan <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Not just Mike Flanagan, but like... Like, just, you, you start to kind of see, like, people would watch these horror films, and they would think to themselves, you know what, I can make this better. I can make this right. better. And they do. And we have plenty of examples um, throughout this special that are very good examples of how to use horror in uh, storytelling and use that use that genre to tell stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I also admit that we have some not-so-great examples of horror films, too, you know? In our um, in our podcast special, and that's not a bad thing. I think that every story that we had talked about this month um, has, you know, a, like something to tell. You know, even though it's not the best, um, it is definitely it's definitely worthy. I think of of being listened to. You know, I don't think we chose anything yeah, yeah. really bad, but there were some yeah, that that, but... that could definitely be better. <laughs> Yeah, because if anything, if not for if not for the character, but for like the antagonist and like the iconic figure, you know what right. I mean? Right. And like what it tries to move forward in each and every single right. one. Right. Um, yeah. So like for those, if so, if not for the character arcs, you know, it's for those other stuff right. as well. Right. And also, you know, I I think, well, I guess I'll speak for myself. I am much a big big fan of stories that have very very complex and meaningful characters. You know. I think mm-hmm. those stories kind of just intrigue me more. And it's nice when you have like a good story plot too, but I think for me what makes horror so worth it is is the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. And not not even necessarily if you could relate to them, but if you can make them like as human as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's always been like the world building and solving. Like you know, I've always mentioned this: unraveling the mystery, unraveling the mystery. I I love playing detective when it came to a lot of things, and I always love trying to solve and tackle like what it is, how the story is going to end before it actually ends. And I've been wrong on several occasions when it comes to these films that I've never seen before, but um, it's something I really enjoy. But I remember <laughs> the big one. The big one I unraveled. I remember was in uh Actually, in Haltium Hill House, I don't know if you remember Jonathan, um, but Shirley, you know, the character Shirley, mm-hmm. like what she was kind of confronting. Yeah. Like, I, I, I called it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and you're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Because it. it's like when, when, ha- when, when Shirley starts to get haunted by that memory or that ghost, like we're very mm-hmm. much like, who is that guy? Like he's so random, yeah. you know, he just kind of shows mm-hmm. up in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, yes, I do remember that. I was like, yes, called it. <laughs> and then I remember I was trying to call the one in before I wake, 
but I got it completely wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought Cankerman was uh, like his father or something. Uh... Yeah. And, but I was like, nope, nope. It's actually off. I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, who yeah, it is, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say... <laughs> say no more, but... Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's the sort of thing I like doing when it comes to watching horror films. Um, Did you... And, okay, that... Uh, now I'm I'm curious. Did you have a theory for the terror? Terror? Yeah, infamy? Mm, oh, no, I didn't. You did not have a theory? I did not. I did not. Have, I just... Because I just want to keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or by the time I could... Before... By the time I... By the time I couldn't come up with a theory, like the new episode already came out that already kind of uh, revealed everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I did, but I was still off. <laughs> I, I was still incorrect because I had a theory about what was going to happen next. I'm like, ooh, this is going to happen next. This is going to happen next. Like, nope, nope. It actually <laughs> did not happen next. And it totally caught me off guard. And I actually really enjoyed where it went. Okay. And so even though I'm incorrect on a lot of my theories, like I really do enjoy. Uh, just kind of see, like you know, because it kind of exercises the mind too, like like a like a creator mind. Yeah, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, like like a writer's mm-hmm. mind. You know, because like, oh, if I were to write this story, I would do X, Y, and Z. I would do this, this, and right. this. But then you see how these writers take forward mm-hmm. and how they how they control it and how they how they lead mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, okay, that's so interesting. And so it get it gets it exercises that part of my mind. And so I'll be able to kind of figure out, like, okay, I'm trying to understand why they went this way versus this way. Yeah, I just thought it was just really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I really like about like the horror genre in general. Like I know they keep spawning franchises, but it kind of gets addicting a little bit <laughs> cuz like it adds more to the world, you know? Like uh Saw, I've never really been into Saw, but after watching the first one, I know there's a ton of them, so I might check it out. Same with The Conjuring, there's The Conjuring Universe. Just to kind of see where not necessarily for its own story per se, but it's more like to kind of see where else can you take this story, you know? Where else can you go? Is it going to be complete, like, batch? Or is it going to be, like, <laughs> you know, really, really good? Yeah. And that's always, like, the curious thing about uh, storytelling. It's like, you know, sometimes, the, me personally, like, I can only tell a story for so long. You know, I'll eventually run, run out of steam. And I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm done with this story. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's done. But I am always really curious to kind of see how they can keep telling it. And so I think horror is a very good avenue with that. Because even though you can conquer a lot of the things you go through as uh, your trauma, your experiences, whatever, um, sometimes they can come back. You know what I mean? And you have to stomp on them again, you know? So, yeah, yeah that's what I like about horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I have this, like, love-hate relationship with horror. And I think those of us who do like horror can pretty much say the exact same thing. You know, like there's this love-hate relationship that we all have with the horror genre. And, you know, the thing about me and horror is that it's almost like a reflection of, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, we, we go through. There's another podcast. Shout out to Scream Queen. They are a horror movie podcast and they focus on queer representation and representation for people of color in horror movies and they tell it through that lens. And so definitely go check them out. But it's interesting because even though they do horror and we've done horror this whole month, there's very, very few like movies that align together with what they're doing. And I think it's interesting because like for us, like we're drawn more towards like the supernatural sort of horror, like paranormal mm-hmm. and like character driven and stuff like that. But then for Scream Queen, like they're they're more interested in like slasher fix and 
you know, like kind of like more realistic sorts of horror and less of the mm-hmm. paranormal, less of the whole demon stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, I think that that's interesting because that speaks into kind of like our experience growing up, you know, as Hmong mm-hmm. Americans, yeah. um, mm-hmm. in just like in the church, growing up in the church where like, you know, where spiritual stuff was just kind of always present and also even growing up now, you know, and, and being grown up now and, and, and experiencing the things that we experience, we tend to kind of still go back towards those things because we grew up with them as children, you know, and maybe a part of it is nostalgic. Maybe a part of it is just kind of like, oh yeah, we're familiar with these stories and we're drawn to them because they kind of tell a little bit of what our stories are like, you know? And so, yeah, I think horror stories for me are just kind of like a reflection of, of just kind of what, what we go through, you know? Um, in, in our own lives. And, you know, I'll admit that sometimes it is easier to just watch horror stories and look at how crazy, you know, like their lives are compared to, you know, the horrors that we live in our, in, in our own lives, you know, but, you know, st- like stuff like the terror infamy, you know, deals with real life horror, like, like Japanese American experience and internment camps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, which is, which are all really horrifying and, and terrifying um, in and of themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and again, horror is not for everybody. I understand that some people are much more sensitive to visual sort of stuff, but we do give you options uh, in our last episode. You don't have to watch movies or TV shows. You could also do podcasts and do books and other stuff. And uh, there's many ways to kind of experience the horror genre. Yeah. and, And so I appreciate horror because of what it does. It doesn't shy away from all the hard, deep traumatic stuff that people go through and it it asks the question like like how do we deal with this as a as a society and as artists you know people who create these um films and and tv shows and stuff like that they in and of themselves are also going through and processing their sorts of trauma too with the Mm -hmm. with the things that they write and the art that they create that's my spiel are we gonna do this again next week (laughs) what do you think Oh man. This was a lot of work. It was. But I think I'd say it was worth it. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed a lot of films more than I thought I would have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just going back on films where it's like we have a better perspective now, you know, because we're older and we're more grounded in like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think going back on those kind of stories, it's like, yeah, yeah, like, man, like we didn't get it as a kid, but now it's like, yeah, it's actually still good. Or like, yeah, it's actually not the best still Mm -hmm. but um yeah if if anything like next year i'm down to do it again if you are oh yeah Um, i think i am but i think if we do like a a less of a load you know um yeah like once tackle the law like maybe once a week or twice a week or something like that um instead of every day would be (laughs) <laughs> would be maybe a little bit oh more really cool. i was thinking of doing 31 films <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we practically did 31 yeah films. we we just grouped them up um, yeah we didn't we didn't do film by film yeah um, we could do 31 films one for each day yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking, oh my gosh but, you know. <laughs> um we were thinking i guess uh one, one of the things that i was thinking of doing is also doing like a christmas special but doing you know we're not gonna do like one every day for for the month of december but <laughs> on the first day of christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh man but then it would be fun to do like um it would be fun to do something like you know like the week of christmas or something you know uh we could mm-hmm. release one one podcast a day on a film 
on a Christmas film that that we really liked growing up as kids. And I think that would be fun because we get to yeah. we get to um, add Jessica to the fun because you know yeah. one of the things that I think I missed about this was actually having Jessica be a part of the conversations. Um, yeah. It was really good to have her on the Jordan Peele episode. And so yeah, I think that you know like you and I, Larry, like we definitely have like similar tastes and a similar eye on things. Um, mm-hmm. It's like we disagree once in a while, but for the most part, like our perspectives are, are quite similar. And so mm-hmm. like, it's nice to have um, a different perspective. And yeah. so it might be cool to, you know, invite people to come and talk about like their favorite horror films and stuff for next year too. Um, mm-hmm. And see where that goes. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So to end off this Halloween special and this episode, we're going to talk about, um, basically share some anecdotes and personal stories that are kind of horror related. And so like, I remember like the big thing about going through, uh, like going through these movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of like made me like cringe a little bit because I've had sleep paralysis before. Mm. And the other day I was going through my friend's, uh, his discord chat he said he had sleep paralysis just recently i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um uh, but see i've only had it like twice in my lifetime uh maybe three i don't remember um but uh, jonathan you shared to me uh this this uh story about the um about the creature that a lot of people tend to see when they have sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. with among people Mm -hmm. And then, like, he shared it with me on Facebook, and I didn't want to watch it. Like, <laughs> I'm like I, was, I told him, like, well, are you crazy? I'm not going to watch this on my own. Are you crazy? So when we went to, I went to go up to Seattle with, with my other brother and his wife, and we actually sat and watched it. It was, like, 15 minutes long. And, yeah, it was, like, creepy, because I was like, man, that just kind of describes what I've had when I had sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. you know? It's so crazy how it's like a reoccurring image. And so, um, basically, I remember the, the one time I had it was I was, I, I woke up and I was just kind of staring at the ceiling and I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm up, I guess. But then I couldn't move. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back to sleep. Uh, so I didn't really think much of it at, at that point. But then I remember I was, I was like in like uh, the house I'm in right now, like the dining room. And then there was like a, like a little girl there. I couldn't exactly make quite of her face, but I do remember seeing her. But I remember just feeling completely terrified and frightened. Mm. And then I snapped out of that. And then I woke up sweating all over and I was like making sure like, okay, like I'm, where am I at? You know, am, am I dreaming? Am I sleeping? What time is it? That kind of, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And like just those kinds of experiences are very... Um, unnerving I mean, it's hard to make sense of what it is but i tend to think on it more especially if it's recurring but this one it wasn't really recurring. it wasn't really recurring but it was just like a one-time mm-hmm. thing but it still kind of stuck with me yeah and i think watching a lot of these horror films kind of made me think about my own personal fears that i've had to confront and face mm-hmm. you know because we see all these characters just running away from it and we see all these characters uh, just kind of brushing it off and sweeping it under the rug, mm-hmm. but it's like we know that doesn't lead to anywhere good, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to eventually have to face it. I think that's one of the big things that I've I've come out just watching just watching all these horror films. You know, it, it sounds so like um, uh, which call it. I don't mean to be like all enlightened and anything. <laughs> not not in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it just got me really interested in uh, just the storytelling using horror as storytelling. You know, because. Mm-hmm. I've always approached it as something to something I would personally make too. Like, you know, my short film in college, like why did it have to be a horror film of all things? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It could have been anything else, but I chose horror instead, mm-hmm. you know, cause it was just something that I've, it's always kind of stuck with me. 
Yeah, um, I agree with you. You know, there are things in life that are definitely horrifying. I'm going to share a little bit about something, but then I'm also going to share my anecdote. So this isn't my anecdote. It's just kind of like a, a reflection. For those of you, I'm going to be real vulnerable and honest, but for those of you who don't know, our family's kind of going through something right now with our mom. Our mom has kind of gone through this medical emergency and, and all these things have kind of started to happen. And it's so, I think, I don't know what the word is, but maybe ironic that, you know, we're doing this horror podcast special with, with like, for me, I'm, I'm facing this sort of like, this sort of real life horror of dealing with somebody so close to me getting sick, you know, all the grief and trauma and, and all the stuff that I'm going through in my life. It's like, it's, I see it being reflected, you know, like in, in the horror movies that we are watching, you know, it takes courage to like step forward and, and say that, you know, we're going to, we're going to rise above all the, all the things that, you know, are going bad around us and going to choose you know, to be part of the losers club, you know, <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to go back to dairy and, and face all that stuff, you know, um, yeah. or we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to, you know, take down our walls and, and learn what it means to truly love one another through all the like horror and all the, you know, bad stuff that's happening in life. And for a while, for like a couple of weeks, um, when I was going through all that stuff, like, you know, I just felt this really strong presence of death, like, like close to me because my cat had passed away and then, um, and then all this stuff was happening. And so I was just so like overwhelmed with this image, you know, of death in my life or presence, you know, that like death is close, you know, and it was very hard to choose to, um, to be positive and to choose to, like figure out how I'm going to like navigate like all this stuff while at the same time also trying to keep up an appearance, you know, <laughs> um, of being strong and stuff, you know? And so yeah. I think, you know, horror allows us to like see ourselves in, in those bad moments, um, and to, to rise above. And again, uh, like you said, Larry, like a lot of the horror stories that we, that we do see are usually end in tragedy, but, there are, you know, storytellers nowadays who are using horror as a ways, as a way to overcome trauma, to overcome all the bad and negative things in life. And I think those are the stories that I tend to, to lean towards. And I know that that's not everybody's story, that, you know, some stories do just end in tragedy and some stories do just end badly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I understand that those stories exist too. But yeah, so that's kind of my reflection on all of um, what's kind of going on with, with, uh, with life and also this, um, this Halloween special. But my anecdote that I would like to share is actually a story that happened to me when I was a kid. I think I was in either elementary school or middle school and I was playing video games out in the dining room of the house that I grew up in. And this was when we still had a Nintendo 64 connected to this really old TV. And I was playing Mario Golf. And my grandma was in the kitchen and she was sitting on the kitchen floor making her kwatsa or um, like hot pepper sauce. I remember she used to just sit in the kitchen and just make 
the guoza, like for like the entire day, you know, um, she would like taste it constantly, add stuff and just make it perfect. And to this day, nobody can replicate her, uh, her recipe. Um, and she is no longer with us. So it's really sad that, you know, that's like the best pepper sauce that I've ever had and I can't replicate it. But anyway, she was in the kitchen making pepper sauce and I was, um, out in the dining room, uh, playing video games and, as I was playing, I remember specifically somebody calling my name. And it sounded like it was my grandma or my grandpa or something because the voice that called out my name said my name in Hmong, my Hmong name. And nobody really called me by my Hmong name except for my grandma or my grandpa at that time. And I guess my parents once in a while, but my parents weren't home. It was just me and my grandma in the kitchen and dining room area. And so I heard somebody say my name and I asked my grandmother, like, I said, which means, Grandma, did you call me? And she looks at me and she goes, which means, like, you know, I, I didn't call. I didn't call you. And I was like, okay. And I continued to play. And then I heard my name again, getting getting called. And I was like, Grandma, did you call me? And she's like, no, I'm not calling you. And then I was like, do you hear that, though? You know, like, do you, do you hear somebody calling me? And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm still playing Mario Golf trying to enjoy my time, getting a par, you know? And then I hear my name again, and this time my grandma hears it too. And she looks over at me and she says, see, you're playing too much video games. You need to stop. You need to stop playing video games because video games are evil, you know? Um, and then I got so scared that I just, like, turned off the... I just turned off the Nintendo 64, and from that day forward, I never played Mario Golf ever again. Um, and so... Um, that was just like a creepy thing that happened to me as a kid. And I was very close with my grandma. My grandma and I shared a room growing up and she passed away when I was in high school. Like I was like a senior in high school and it was a really hard time for me. And my grandma used to always tell me that like, that like I would have a very hard time sleeping that she said that I would always toss and turn. She said that I would always mumble in my sleep and act as if like I was having a nightmare or something like that. And you know, like I'm somewhat of a deep sleeper, so I don't really like feel that. And I wasn't necessarily perturbed or disturbed as a kid growing up. Like I didn't have trouble sleeping, I felt. But my grandma used to always tell me like, like, hey, like you need to stay away from those like witchcraft. I used to watch Charmed a lot. And so she was like, you need to stay away from that like witchcraft stuff and, and like the demon stuff. It's not good for you, you know? Um, and so like, you know, me being the kind of kid that I was, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I just kind of stopped watching that stuff and stopped playing video games for a while. And my grandma told me, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're sleeping better now. And so I don't know how much of it was actually like her trying to scare me <laughs> versus, you know, like it actually being true. But then again, you know, I think all that stuff just kind of came to a head for me when our grandma passed away. And it was a really, really rough time for me during that season. Yeah. But yeah, that's my anecdote. Scary stuff happening to me. Um from a first first hand source, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Magnus Archive Magnus style. Archive style, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing too your story. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that pretty much does it for this Halloween special. Twenty two episodes in <laughs> and we're finally done. Yep. Yeah, we took a few cheat days. We we I think originally you wanted thirty one days, but then mm-hmm. uh was it was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And like, the, like the more we planned it out, the yeah. more we realized it wasn't going to uh-huh. happen. <laughs> yep. Especially because it was like multiple movies per episode. 
so that pretty much does it for this episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you'd like to share any stories, feel free to contact us on Instagram, Twitter, etc. Alright, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye.